In a world filled with big sports companies and high-end production podcasts comes a group of guys who paid five bucks for this intro. Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. All right, guys. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast. I know you guys missed us. We've been gone for a few days trying to get a nice little recap for you and make sure that we got a good overview of all the games to present you guys information. Plus, Dale's wife situation was a little iffy, so um, <laughs> didn't know if we could uh, get a podcast out for you on Tuesday. But the plan is here going forward to get out the first episode of the week on Tuesdays-ish, Dale? Yeah, yeah, that's right. All right, so and that way we will be able to have a recap of all the games. What we're going to be doing here is just today letting you know some of our studs and duds, uh, who are players that... Uh, performed might be you know rising a little bit in value players who definitely disappointed and um you know we might be a little bit worried about you know overreacting a little bit in week one before we do any of that i uh forgot to introduce dale demott what's up dale yeah no introduction needed they know i'm here no introduction needed (laughs) all right man you're not like fucking famous or anything calm down (laughs) no introduction needed i go by demott (laughs) Everybody knows That's me right. by one name. That's right. That's kind of like my fucking hope is if, you know, anything by the end of my life, people just know me by one name. That would be great. Yeah. It's already kind of happened. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they just, they know you. Yeah. <laughs> it's already kind of happened. It hasn't happened at all. Not even kind of. <laughs> I mean, everybody calls me burrito for some reason. Yeah. Or, been... or burrito. Or burrito. <laughs> Or that fat guy over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So we have a bunch of games to cover because it's a full NFL slate week one. It's not like back in the days. Did you know that back in the days there used to be bye weeks on the first week? Oh, that's crazy. That's Man, that's a letdown, right? Waiting all year for, for football and then having to wait until week two to, to root for your team. I'm not making that up. Like, that's a real legitimate thing. I, like, I never said you were. I believe you. All right. All right. So, um yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Good little factoid um, there. Thank very you, interesting week. Um, I want to quickly uh, just say that uh, I really thoroughly enjoyed myself. I laid on my couch pretty much motionless for seven hours. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like, you sit down for like four hours, and then you get up, and you're like, oh, I haven't moved in a long time. <laughs> I got up to grab food, use the bathroom, and that's it. My wife came out of the bedroom um, after about after about the one o'clock games. Came in and was like, "Are you really only <laughs> going to watch football all day?" Yep. <laughs> That's ex- yes. <laughs> Move. You're in the way. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! What are you doing? What are you doing now? Right now? <laughs> None of that happened. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into the games, man. All right. So. Um, Dale, right here, what I think we should do is uh, go ahead and turn back time and uh, review things that happened. So we want to recap every single game, including last week's Thursday night game, where the Broncos hosted the Panthers and defeated them 21-20 to in a game that Dale told me... uh, all right, I'm going to paraphrase because I don't know exactly the term, but I was going to feel really stupid for betting on the Broncos. Yeah, they shouldn't have won. Um, and they were down by 10 points at halftime. Uh, I still don't believe in them. I still don't. Uh, you know, Kelvin Benjamin had a really nice game, much better game than I think most people thought. Uh, we all thought. Sorry, sorry. So that one guy that I told not to play Kelvin Benjamin because I didn't trust him. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was that was all coach speak that he was going to be on a snap count. Yeah, that, that was complete bullshit, right? Um, I mean, Kelvin John, I mean, Kelvin Benjamin alone had twelve targets in the game. He caught six of them for almost a hundred yards and a touchdown. Um, and C.J. Anderson did a great job. He had twenty carries. Um, you know, any any running back nowadays that get 
20 plus carries is going to be fantasy relevant. Uh, he had almost 100 yards and a touchdown. Um, actually, he had a he had a rushing touchdown and a passing and a reception touchdown. And Cam yeah, Newton. He had I, a he had a lovely game. Yeah. Um, as far as as him, I do want to step in before you move on to Cam. Um, if he's healthy, is C.J. Anderson a top ten running back for the rest of the season for you? He seemed like it. I mean, he. I mean, the Panthers have a great run defense. Um, and I mean, they fed him the ball as much as they could. Like I said, twenty carries for any any running back is valuable. Um, top ten. He he could be. Yeah, yeah, he could be. Uh, I I seem to feel like last season, beginning the beginning of the season, um, the injuries plus Ronnie Hillman is yeah. what kept him from being C.J. Anderson, which we've seen late the past two seasons, you know, it heading towards the end of the season and the playoffs being a very, very good running back. Now we've finally seen it at the start of the season. I honestly believe if he can stay healthy, he he merits consideration for a top 10 back and his value is one of the ones that rose the most for me out of anyone in this first week. Yeah, I mean, Trevor Simeon has to, has to get a little more under control and, you know, uh, he had two interceptions he had a quarterback rating of only sixty nine point one. That's, that's not good enough, um, right? You know, I didn't for, think he looked terrible. He did a couple times throw the ball a little bit too low and causing them to be batted in the air. Yeah, uh, that's how one of the one of the interceptions occurred. Right. Um, so, you know, he was okay to me. He does need to work a little bit on on that particular area. He got he got the ball out pretty quick. Some of the some of the passes looked okay. Some of them were ugly, which is kind of expected. But I think he's going to be just fine for what the Denver Broncos need. Yeah, yeah. All right. So and, Cam, are you any worry about Cam? I thought he looked okay considering the matchup. Yeah, you know, we knew he was going to have a little trouble with the Broncos. Um, he struggled a lot. Uh, 194 yards passing and a touchdown. 18 for 33. Uh, Still got no. it done okay. Why, okay, fantasy wise, I mean, yeah. with that adding the rushing touchdown, yeah, exactly. he is he is the epitome of a goal line vulture. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, no, I'm not worried about him. I, I think he did okay for the matchup he had. I think quarterbacks against the Broncos are going to have a hard time, and we might look back at Week One, um, you know, in a few weeks and think, okay, Cam didn't do so bad because this this front line of uh, of the Broncos defense is pretty strong. All right, Dale. Well, uh, cue the sad music, man, because uh, yeah. next game we're going to talk about is the Seattle Seahawks defeating the Miami Dolphins 12-10. to 10, My yeah. very stupid Miami Dolphins. <laughs> hey, you know, public service announcement. Kenny Stills, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> you know, I didn't, I didn't go that far, but <laughs> Kenny Stills, um, you're not welcome on this podcast. Yeah, Jesus. I'm just kidding. You can come on. I'm just dropped I'm just a kidding. beautiful throw um, right in his hands uh, for a long touchdown. How long was that touchdown that he dropped? Would have been. I don't know. It was, it was balls deep. Yeah, it was. It was deep. Um, so yeah, without with if Kenny Stills would have had some fantasy relevance if he would have caught that pass, but he didn't, and we all hate him for it. Um, Russell Wilson uh, didn't impress. He threw 43 passes though. That is a really. Uh, that's a lot of passing for Russell Wilson. Typically, it, not throwing that much. Right. It was it was an ugly game all around. Yeah. I think one of my biggest duds of the week, even though he came away with decent fantasy production, was Christine Michael. We all were waiting for oh the awakening of Christine Michael. Yeah. Fifteen carries for sixty six yards. Didn't look too effective. Um, no. I think that's the reason they had to kind of throw the ball more. Uh, 43 attempts. Russell Wilson obviously uh, came away with a, you know, he's a, he reportedly okay now and is going to be practicing on Wednesday. Uh, but it seemed like a pretty nasty uh, when Sue stepped on him and, you know, he came back into the game, ankles taped up all the way, um, but didn't look like himself. He's obviously a mobile quarterback, and if he doesn't have the ability to be mobile, uh, it's definitely something to kind of worry about a little bit coming into this next week um, against the Rams, although when we get into the Rams, I <laughs> maybe not worry too so, much. So, yeah, th- there's a couple other fantasy things I want to talk about really quick. The running back situation in Seattle, uh, Michael nearly split carries with uh, unhealthy Thomas Rawls, quote-unquote unhealthy Thomas Rawls, uh, 15 carries to 12 carries. 
Um, right. It's probably going to get even for another game or two. And that's going to f- that's going to flip, flip and, and, next week for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, and it's going to yeah, flip. It's so. probably going to be. It's probably going to go to eighteen to you know nine or ten right. for for uh, Christine Michael. Right. Uh, Thomas Rawls should have the full rollback by week three. I, I just don't. Again, I I know everybody's hoping for for Christine Michael. I just he's not nearly as talented as Thomas Rawls. No, is. no, yeah, no. It's Thomas Rawls' job once once he gets the confidence of the coaches to go out there and, and do the work. Um, the passing game for the the Seattle was interesting. Doug Baldwin had eleven targets for ninety two yards and a touchdown. Nine but, catches. That efficiency rate on those fucking targets. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing that kind of was a little perplexing, I guess, was Tyler Lockett. Uh, I had him pretty high this week. He did have eight targets, but only three receptions for uh, seventeen yards. Seventeen yep. yards, man. That was. Is, is he a buy low candidate? Is, do you think he's gonna be any more efficient? How do you? What do, what do you think about this? Yeah, he's a guy that I make a face because I don't know what to do with him right now. Yeah. Um, for me, honestly, he's a guy that is a wait and see candidate for me. Like, if you get a mediocre week next week, then I'd, I'd be a little bit worried. Yeah. Um, definitely, probably a buy low candidate. There's. Uh, people out there that, you know, might be overly concerned and might even, you know, not want them on their team. Um, you might be able to, you know, snag them off of somebody's team for pretty cheap. But I, I'm starting to be worried that he's not going to have anywhere near the production or hype that we were hoping for. Yeah, yeah. And that's a little bit of overreaction theater after one week. Of course. Um, Dolphins defense looked pretty good. Um, Arian Foster was okay yeah, right? promising promising uh yeah he has a little uh he could put a little twinkle in my eye um i yeah i think he's uh especially that ajay was out he uh yep. he held the workload pretty well looked good in the receiving game yeah. um i lost my jarvis landry bet because i said he would have eight catches for no yards and he had seven catches for no yards so i was pretty <laughs> fucking close but uh, i still lost that bet um <laughs> Damn, I was right on the money too. Like, come on, man. <laughs> close, close enough. All right, all right. Third game of the week: Packers at Jags. A lot closer than a lot of people anticipated. Packers twenty-seven, Jags twenty-three. What's your biggest takeaway from this game? Let's start on the Packers side of the line. Yeah, yeah. My my biggest takeaway is Eddie Lacy. Uh, he disappointed me. Um, Fourteen carries for sixty-one yards. His long was twenty-eight. So half of his yards were basically on one run. That does not look good for Eddie Lacy. I thought he would come out the gates in the first game running, especially against the Jaguars. Although the Jaguars are an improved defense, uh, Eddie Lacy should have should have done better than 14 for 61 with no yeah. touchdowns, receiving or or rushing. Um, I thought he was I thought he was okay, right? Four and a half yards carry. Um, yeah, but I mean, I know this is if he gets know, if he gets stat. into the end zone, yeah. right? Nah. You're feeling a lot different about him today than. Or, or are you still feeling kind of mediocre? Still mediocre. I mean, look. I mean, look at Jeremy Langford. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But you know, he had a similar day, but he scored, and I still kind of feel the same. Like, is he somebody I'm going to trust? Eh, I don't know. I mean, I you know, you know Eddie Lacy's going to get the opportunity to score more, right? But the 14 for 61, especially that one run came uh, was half of his yards. That's not. I don't. Like By the that. way, on the broadcast, I heard like the best possible nickname for Eddie Lacy. What's that? Shreddy Lacey. <laughs> no, that's good. This totally does not apply yet, but, you know. Um, On the receivers, man, uh, they spread the ball out pretty well between their top three targets. Yeah. Uh, nine for Jordy Nelson, eight for Randall Cobb, seven for Devontae Adams, um, who hauled in a pretty nice touchdown off a broken down play. Um, you know, I don't think anybody's too worried about the values of, of Nelson and Cobb right now. Uh, Devontae Adams, a waiver wire pickup for you? Yeah, you know, you quietly mentioned him last week. Um, very, very quietly. He didn't plant any flags, but you did uh, say he would be sneaky, and he was. Um, stash him, maybe, right? Uh, I don't right. know. I mean, he's he's going to get, you know, a couple long balls and, a, and maybe a touchdown here and there. No, nothing consistent. <laughs> here's here's what happened with me in uh, several leagues with Devontae Adams because he's he's available pretty much everywhere. Um, except, I mean, there's going to be leagues where he's been picked up just based on the promise or whatever. I considered him picking him up. I actually had him set to be picked up off the waivers. And um, I deleted it because I thought to myself, am I ever really going to feel comfortable right. having Devontae Adams in my lineup? Right. 
for some people, the answer to that question might be yes. Maybe you're desperate and you really need a fill-in. Um, he has the potential to have six, seven grabs, maybe a touchdown. I think he's going to be very hit and miss, like just like we've seen in years past, James Jones. There's going to be weeks that he snags that touchdown, and he's going to be great in your lineup, and there's going to be plenty of weeks that he's crappy. At the end of the year, though, he'll be a top 40 wide receiver, um, and he'll be okay. I think that he has solidified himself as the third wide receiver for that team. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And on that team, third wide receiver isn't as bad as a third wide receiver on most. So, um, As much as all the people that are out here, you know, complaining that you want to see Jeff Janis or Jared Aberderis or anybody besides Devontae Adams because you hate Devontae Adams, it's going to be Adams. Yeah. Um, on the other side of the ball uh, for the Jaguars, um, one thing that stuck out to me was Allen Robinson. Although he didn't find the end zone, he still had 72 yards on 15 targets. Uh, right. So the guy's going to get volume. He's going to be. I mean, the, the more he plays, just he's going to he's going to get his touchdowns. He's going to get his yards. Uh, if there's I'm anybody, gonna... if there's anybody out there that for some reason is a little bit worried about Allen Robinson because he only had six catches and only had 72 yards. Um, because I've already kind of seen that a little bit. He had 15 targets. Yeah. If anybody, <laughs> for any reason, is going to give you any buy low on Allen Robinson, yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, for the rushing, uh, TJ Yeldon, at least until uh, Chris Ivory gets back, if he ever gets back. Um, well, he was he was released from the hospital today, but... It's, it's still undisclosed why he was there, which is weird, right? Furious masturbation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, TJ Yeldon. I mean, probably gonna probably well, gonna have to cut that. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> I probably can't <laughs> see that. Um, but TJ Yeldon. I mean, twenty. Uh, another running back with twenty plus carries. He had twenty one carries uh, for a whopping thirty nine yards <laughs> and a touchdown. Um, yeah. You're, Whenever I'm, you see that uh, one point nine yards a carry, yeah, doesn't doesn't no bueno. Yeah, yeah. I don't care if he's a lead back or not. Uh, this might be one of the guys that I'm still staying away from. Um, even as a workhorse, how you know even when they're in the red zone, it's Allen Robinson, Julius Thomas. Um, I'm not he got that touchdown though. He did. He did get that one touchdown. He did. He did. Um, for the passing More game, they could say for a lot of guys. Yeah, I was I was pleasantly surprised. I think he was okay. Yeah, uh, Julius Thomas looked great. Five. He got five catches on all five targets, and he caught that nice, beautiful touchdown from Blake Bortles. Um, for the five games that he plays, he'll be a start in three of them. <laughs> Who, Julius Thomas? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's about it for this game. Anything else to note? No, not really. Okay. All right, next game. <laughs> I'm sorry to do it to you, Dale. Oh, God. Ravens at Ravens versus the Bills. Ravens hosting the Bills. Ravens defeated them 13-7. to uh, Tyrod Taylor looked awful, man. What happened? He did. You know, well, coming in. And I, I knew this all along. The Bills are going to be a run-heavy team. I have no problem with you know, him throwing for 20, 25 times. And he threw 22 times this game, completing 15 of them. Um, that's, just, that's, that's not enough passes, it, man. It's not. It, well, it's okay if you, know, you throw a you know, deep bomb to Sammy Watkins for you know, a 30-yard touchdown, and then you run in for one more. By the way, he would have had that one rushing touchdown. It got called back because Rex Ryan decided to challenge um, – Dude, right before this if, play if, snap. If he, if he throws the ball 22 times a game over a 16-game season, that's that's 352 attempts over a, a whole season. Yeah. That's, that's not enough passes. Yeah. Like, that's that's how many completions some guys are going to have. Yeah. So, it's just, it's not enough. No, it's not. I mean, look, I mean, we just talked about Alan Robinson in 15 targets, and Tyra Taylor only passed 22 times. So, you're right. It's it's not enough. They, I'm, I was really frustrated. Like I said, I would be much happier if – Tyrod Taylor got, you know, 40 yards carrying the ball, you know, and, and a touchdown and probably, you know, passing touchdown with, you know, 200 yards. That's kind of what I expected, but he got nowhere close to that. He looked, it just looked bad, man, especially against the Ravens, which I thought would be one of the easier matchups to start the season. Uh, just didn't look good. So I'm sorry to everybody out there. I I think uh, he could bounce back. I'm not giving up on him yet, Um, but he does have a tough schedule coming up, coming up. So I did very little on the, on the ground as well. Um, LaShawn McCoy, you know, kind of salvaged his day with a touchdown, um, 58 yards receiving, uh, you know, 70 total yards when you factor in 
of the few passes that he caught, four passes, I believe. Um, he was okay. Uh, the one guy I do want to mention here, Sammy Watkins. Reports have been coming out all Monday and Tuesday that they might shut him down. They might not. Um, so far, how that's standing right now is that they're not going to shut him down. He plans to play through the pain. But I'm worried right now about Sammy Watkins. Yeah, I'm worried about the Bills, man. Like I, like I said, I'm not hitting the panic button yet. But, um, man, it sucks. It, it really hurts. Um on the other I, side of the ball. Do you, hold on. Before yeah, before sorry. we do that, is LaShawn McCoy right now a buy-low candidate? Or any of these guys a buy-low candidate? Or are you just staying away from them? Uh, you know, I'm, no. Uh, yeah, I would love to buy-low on LaShawn McCoy. I think um, how, are, how are trade talks going in your leagues? In my leagues, they're not going anywhere. I think this week one is so up in the air. Either everybody's super low on everybody that you have and everybody that they have uh, is going to bounce back. <laughs> Oh, well, actually, you know what? Let's quickly, uh, before we move on anywhere, because I, I, you know, the one fucking league I lost in was a listener league. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, I'm saying this way too late, but Jake, congrats on kicking my ass in the listener league. Um, thanks in part to uh, several guys. I mean, it was it was pretty, once, uh, once Russell Wilson and um, uh, what's his face? Devontae Freeman put in two crappy games. I was pretty much done for. Mike Evans almost started to bring it back for me. But, you know, top it off with the Angela Williams there. You uh, you crushed me. So just want to add that. But um, at least undefeated in my other leagues. How's, how'd it go for you, Dale? Uh, went horrible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> went just, just Holy crap, horrible. that was so depressing. <laughs> You're telling me, man. I'm telling you, I had a bad week one, uh, really bad week one. But uh, I will give props to where props is due. Um, Royal Ukrop of my league, he was... I'm, I'm going to go the other way. I'm not going to talk about who beat me because they don't deserve to be on air. But Royal Ukrop had 176 points in a half-point PPR league. Um, he had Andrew Luck, and I mean his team just all clicked at the right moment. So, um, And he had Buffalo defense, which did well, and Adam and Terry. So um, props to him uh, scoring 176 points. Uh, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, let's see. What the fuck did this guy score against me? It doesn't matter. Stupid, stupid Ithaca Salmon. What kind of team name is that? <laughs> Ithaca Salmon. He had Aaron Rodgers, CJ Anderson, and D'Angelo Williams pretty much carried his team, those yeah. three players. Beast of Bourbon beats me, but that's as far as I'm going to go. All right. All right. As far as Listener League, come on, guys. Send me some damn trade offers. Yeah. And as far as our League of Record, Dale, all my fucking trades are waiting on you. Okay. Every single one of them is waiting on your decision to come back for me. I know, I know. Okay, I'll get to it. I've got like four trades in the air. Come on, man. <laughs> all right. <sighs> uh, oh, so... Uh, uh, That's enough ranting. Yeah. Uh, one hot topic is Mike Wallace. He's going to be a... Uh, He's going to be a high waiver pick. Uh, he had three receptions, one really, really long touchdown. I think it was a 60-yard touchdown. Um, 66. Um, yeah, 66-yard touchdown. He had 91 yards total um, with that one lone touchdown. Uh, Kamar Aiken is not a factor. So, uh, yeah, right? Yep. Say yeah. it. Say it. Kamar Aiken is not a factor. <laughs> you know who looked just as bad? <laughs> Steve Smith with his three yards of catch. Yeah, nine fucking targets. Yeah, five catches for nineteen yards. <laughs> hey, the uh, three point eight yards catch. Hey, I just said I said leading. Uh, I didn't say how many yards. I didn't say he's gonna be you know, have a Hall of Fame season. You know what I'm gonna expect from this passing game? Nobody. Nobody's yeah. going to emerge from this passing no, game. No. And you know what I expect from this rushing game? Nothing. Nothing until Kenneth Dixon comes back. And then maybe, maybe there's a little sliver of hope that he has value. Yeah. But I do not want the ridiculousness of Justin Forsett, Terrence West every week. Are you ever going to feel comfortable with either one? No, no, no way. way Not the way they're spinning the ball. I honestly thought it would be a little bit heavier towards Forsett. Um, You know, I I was a little bit surprised Buck Allen was a healthy scratch. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it was too. Seems like they're just going to roll with those two, split the carries, but whatever. Not much else to talk about there. Yeah. All right, let's uh, go on to the Bears and Texans then. Uh, Miller, 
You want to talk about Lamar Miller? Dude. And how he's way fucking better than Adrian Peterson at this point in his career? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> the dude had 28 carries, so that's fucking let's, awesome. let's Let's ridiculously yeah. overreact. <laughs> no, um, I know that we had that little point of contention in the offseason yeah. that I had Miller, Miller ranked ahead of Peterson. Um, if he's going to get the work, I think he's going to produce at about this level every single week. Yep. That you can be confident to start him. There's always going to be duds with running backs no matter what. There's always going to be weeks that are not good. So, But I think he's going to be pretty confident that he's going to be good, right, as long as he can hold up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, he's He looked really good. Um, again, the volume of carries helps any running back. Uh, he fails getting the end zone, but um, I think he'll take the 106 yards for week one and just hope he gets in the end zone again. Um, the guy who uh, jumps yeah. – yeah, go ahead. I know you're, you're going to say right now is the same guy. Yeah, the guy who jumps out to me is Will Fuller. Uh, 11 targets, man. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I mean, he had uh, three three targets more than DeAndre Hopkins did. 107 yards and, and a nice touchdown there. Um, Any they, worries if you're the Hopkins owner? Nah, Hopkins is going to get his, I think. I don't think right. – uh, yeah, I think it was a really good game for Fuller. Um, I think he is going to be a hot wire, waiver wire pickup um, if he if he is on the waiver wire. Yeah. Um, I think the offense is good enough for both of them. Right. Um, okay. So, other side of the ball. Will Fuller, definitely a waiver wire candidate for me. Yeah. Um, and worth consideration uh, for a decent portion, I think, of your fab money. No? I, I would I would spend, um, you know, maybe 10 15%, maybe even slightly more than that on Will Fuller. What about you? Uh, you know, I think that's a little overreacting. Um, you think so? I, you know, he did get the targets. I think it was a lot of matchup. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I'm I this week one. It's so easy to overreact. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't go as far as saying fifteen percent of your fab 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 budget, but okay. Other side of the ball here. Um, Jeremy Langford got all the work. Yeah, he did. 17 out of the 18 running back carries yeah. went to Jeremy Langford. Um, only averaged three and a half yards carry, but, you know, looked okay against a pretty stout Texans defense. 57 uh, rushing yards and a touchdown. Uh, also caught a couple passes, but not really for much for six yards there. Um, I feel okay with Langford, right? I, I don't think he's going to be a world beater and be an elite, you know. I, I don't think he has the number one running back upside but i think he's a guy that you can pretty much plug and play every week as your number two running back yeah. uh kind I, of how i would feel about maybe like uh jeremy hill or geo bernard or something yeah, like that yeah absolutely i think uh 50 60 yards uh per game and he may or may not get into the end zone <laughs> just not a, not as good as of an offense exactly. as cincinnati but exactly he's getting all the work yep. so yep. there's gonna be there's definitely gonna be bad games and thrown in there but as long as he's a starter um he'll be fine yeah um Alshon Jeffrey looked good. Didn't get the touchdown, but over 100 yards. Yep, that's um, positive. Looked nice and healthy. Kevin White, seven targets, although he wasn't too effective with it, but a lot more work than I thought he would get. So a little bit of optimism there, right? Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, um, Jay Cutler spread the ball out amazingly between Jeffrey, Royal, and White. Um, Royal gets the fucking touchdown, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course, right. How, how many people does that help? Like 0.2% <laughs> of yeah. leagues? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, there's think, that one guy, right? There's that one guy that probably started Eddie Royal. Yeah. Well, there's going to be, you know, Alshon Fuck Jeffrey you. is going to constantly get, you know, 100 yards or so, may get a touchdown, and then that Royal and White, I think they're going to just alternate. You know, I bet you next week White gets a touchdown, and, uh, you know, and, and everybody's going to love White next week. So we'll see. Eagles at Browns. Eagles 29, Browns 10. Carson Wentz looked pretty good. I don't think anybody's picking him up just yet, but – Looked competent enough to really manage your offense and probably make Jordan Matthews a pretty viable option, huh? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I enjoyed watching uh, uh, Jordan Matthews. Now this is the Bears, uh, the Browns' defense, though. Like, is it? Are we are we gonna try to temper expectations a little bit here? Uh, no, I mean Jordan Matthews had 14 targets and seven receptions. Uh, yeah, I, holy targets, holy crap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, anything you know when you're looking at when you're talking about targets in the teens. Uh, that's usually a pretty good sign that he's going to get, you know, fed the ball. And Wentz being a rookie, um, I think maybe he has his eye set on Jordan Matthews. Um, the next highest, Zach, yeah, yeah, Zach Ertz. Uh, Zach Ertz was next, but uh, he's going to be out for some significant time, supposedly, with a rib injury, which is 
extremely painful from what I hear. Um, I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> Foot injuries can be extremely painful too, you know. <laughs> right. I have some personal experience, not from my own ribs, but from other past okay. things that happened. I don't want to talk about it because <laughs> there will be judgy people in the audience. So let's just move on. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> Ryan Matthews got a decent, oh, decent is not a good word, got a healthy amount of work, 22 carries. Um, I, you know, didn't didn't do anything at all in the in the receiving game, but 22 carries, three and a half yards of carry, so... But he uh, he did get that touchdown. I, I thought he had a pretty nice fantasy day. Yeah, he did. I mean, you know, you would think, okay, you know, if Ryan Matthews didn't do anything in the passing game, I guess it was all Darren Sproles, but Darren Sproles only had two receptions. Um, so, yeah, it's it. I think they're going to lean on Ryan Matthews to, to lead the backfield and, and at least carrying the ball for now. On the other side of the ball, RG3 uh, is placed on IR yep. with a non-throwing shoulder injury. Um, so... It's going to be the Josh McCown show, which, you know, after huh? after uh, Gary Barnage just put up a nice big zero in yep. terms of receptions and donut. fantasy points. Uh, nice little donut. Mmm, donuts. Uh, goose egg. Do we have any other analogies for zero points? Yeah, All right. there, there's not much to talk about Cleveland. I, not a lot I, of offense. I, there's there's a there's a couple things I do want to mention here, just real quickly. Okay. Um, I think Gary Barnard's value goes up a little bit now. Yeah. With with McCown in. Okay. Um, and as I've kind of said for a, several times throughout the off season, I don't think Duke Johnson's going to have a good year. Yeah. And I think he's been overrated coming into this year. Um, and I think you know for all the people that want to malign his talent Isaiah Crowell's the man he got he 12 12 carries to Duke Johnson's three um he got 62 yards and a touchdown and I think Crowell is you know a a bench player right now but he's a guy that you can roll with you know once bye week start to hit as a an option for a fill-in and you'll be okay yeah I mean, over five yards of carry and 12 yards that's healthy yep I, right. I mean if he if he if he if the Browns can stay in the game I think Crowell has value. Um, and it, we saw, I mean, the Browns were trailing, and Duke Johnson, I mean, what did he get? Uh, three catches? That's not enough work to be a viable option to start. Right. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Uh, let's, uh, what about the Bucks and Falcons? The biggest the biggest thing here in the uh, for the Buccaneers is Jameis Winston, right? And four right. touchdowns. Jesus. Yep. Jameis looked great. Um, beautiful, beautiful passes. I mean, all over the place. Austin Fair, Austin Safarian Jenkins had a nice touchdown grab. Uh, my boy Mike Evans, um, you know, who I've been very, very high on. Um, yep. I was getting a little worried. I'm like, all the touchdowns are going to everybody else, yeah. and then hauls in a beautiful touchdown pass. Um, you know, I, I thought the offense did exactly kind of what we we would expect. I mean, they they looked great. What we would hope for, I guess, is yeah. is the way I would want to say it. They they looked great. Yeah, I mean, uh, Mike Evans didn't get force-fed, and uh, I mean, no, but seven targets is enough to be comfortable. I mean, I don't think he's a huge volume guy. I think what we expected this year was that he would have more touchdowns, and the touchdown came. I mean, he he had ninety-nine yards. I I think he looked good. Um, He's he's already a third at his total from last year. So, are you worried about Vjax at all? Only two receptions. No, no, he had seven targets. Um, He's gonna he's gonna spread out the field a little bit. I think he'll be fine. I don't. I think exactly. he's a solid flex when he needs to be filled in. Right. Had the same amount of targets as Mike Evans. He just, you know, didn't didn't haul in as many passes and yeah. kind of got a little unlucky there with uh with the touchdowns going to Sims, Brandon yeah. Myers, Safarian Jenkins, and uh Mike Evans. If you drafted him late, don't give a lot of him yet. Unless you're picking up one of those top waiver picks. Uh Doug Martin got almost all the rushing work and um looked not nearly as good as Charles Sims, maybe. I don't know. Charles Sims looked good in the passing game, I guess. Neither neither running back necessarily had a lot of room to run, but uh, Martin had 18 carries for 62 yards. Didn't get into the end zone. Did, however, have five catches. 
to add on top of that for 34 yards. So he got a ton of work. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling pretty good if I'm a Doug Martin owner. Yeah, yeah, me too. And Sims, he just looks so flashy, right? Because he gets the ball in the open field. He's a compliment to Doug Martin. I mean, he just looks so much faster and, you know, kind of like a Sproles like, yeah, right? Yeah, he has he's value, right? He has yeah. value in, in, especially in PPR leagues. But Doug Martin actually caught more passes. Uh, but Sims got that receiving touchdown. I think they will both have value throughout the season. Um, but I'm feeling a little bit better if I'm a Doug Martin owner, considering how much work he got with the 23, to- 23 total touches there. Yeah. Um, yep. It seems like it's going to be a lot of what we saw last season. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's a good sign. Uh, on um, the other side of the ball, yeah. man, a yeah. uh, little worried about my boy, Devonta Freeman. Yeah, I mean, Tevin Coleman, Devonta Freeman debate. debate. Uh, Freeman got 11 carries. Tevin Coleman got eight. They said they were going to go with a hot hand, and it definitely seemed like it. Uh, no room to run for either one of them. Exactly. 20 yards for Freeman, 22 yards uh, running for Coleman. But Coleman did have uh, five catches for 95 yards. Yeah, he had that one very nice – like, I was very impressed, actually. Yeah. Um, because one of the things about Coleman throughout his, uh, you know, short career has been that he's a poor pass catcher. Um, and he showed flashes of being – much improved in that area in week one. So, um, you know, I think Freeman's value has taken a little bit of a hit. Um, he might not necessarily be a elite guy this year, but I still feel okay. I don't think um, I don't think maybe this is something to freak out over and sell him completely low. What about you? Right. No, I agree. I agree. All right. So uh, next game, Minnesota Vikings, Tennessee Titans. Um you know, I kind of said, uh, I, don't, I don't think I said it on the pod, so that, that fucking helps nobody. So it doesn't but, count. Yeah, it doesn't count, but um, play a defense against the, the Tennessee Titans, just like you did last year. I think their offense is better, but they continue to show that they have the same problem as last year with the turnovers. And, uh, I mean, that's kind of pretty much why Minnesota was the number one defense this week. But um, let's, let's talk about the biggest uh, takeaways. Um, Adrian Peterson did not look good. They pretty much dared Sean Hill to throw against them. Uh, Worried at all? Yes. <laughs> as, a, as a Peterson owner, man, I, uh, you know, it's it's not the end of days for Adrian Peterson, but the fact that he couldn't muster up anything. I mean, you know, you expect him to get stopped, but you also expect him to break free, you know, for his long was nine yards, and that's pretty much all he got all game. He had one and a half yards per carry on 19 carries, so he got the workload. The good thing is for the you know Vikings is that Adrian Peterson can do that, and the Vikings can have a productive offense because it's, he just needs to keep the defense honest, keep the you know eight men in the box, and let the you know let Sean Hill try to work up some magic, and uh, he got a couple nice throws out of it. And we still don't know if Sean Hill or, or um, Bradford is going to be the starter this weekend, um, so we'll keep you posted on that. Yeah. If you're a Peterson owner, you're hoping Bradford. Hey. I uh I thought Stephon Diggs looked very good. He did, and uh, he obviously he didn't get in the end zone, but he had 103 yards and seven receptions. Um, again, that's all because of Adrian Peterson. Speaking of guys that looked good, especially in the receiving game, on the other side of the ball, Demarco Murray. Um, you know he averaged only 3.2 yards per carry, right? 13 carries, so definitely got the majority of the work there as much as they could. But uh, had two receiving touchdowns and five catches. What did you think yeah. about his game? Did you? Yeah. Uh, is he uh, uh, being a Demarco Murray? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Being a Demarco Murray owner, um, you know, I was happy to see that. You know, they split the carries thirteen to five between Henry and Murray. Um, but yeah, the the receptions are a huge plus. So was wasn't really expecting too much of that uh, with all the other weapons in in the short game, like you know Delaney Walker and and those guys. So. Yeah, uh, the five receptions fit 35 yards and getting the two touchdowns was a huge plus. Right. Um, (laughs) I'm a little thrown off because I I go to check and um, Armando sends an email and, and, you know, he sends emails and we're all copied on them. But uh, it's directed at Dale and it says, here you go, bitch ass Dale. So, (laughs) (laughs) of course, that's how he would word the email. (laughs) Very professional here on ESF. Um, Mariota didn't look too great. 6.6 yards an attempt. Attempted 41 passes. They pretty much were in catch-up mode for a good Mm -hmm. portion of this game. Tajay Sharp looked pretty good, though. 11 targets. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. I like Tajay Sharp. I think uh, if he's on your waiver wire, it's another guy that you want to you want to pick up. I think um, he's I, truly starting to emerge as the one on that team. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I got a little bit worried about Delaney Walker just because, you know, before it was, hey, Delaney Walker or bust, but now it's like, hey, we got uh, Tajay Sharp here that we can also use, and so it kind of sucks for Walker, but Walker will still get his, but I just think Sharp is, uh, is going to be the clear number one pass catcher. How long, before we move on to the next game, how long until we hit the panic button for Adrian Peterson? Uh, week three. Week three, okay. What about Same for Devonta Freeman? <laughs> uh, Devonta Freeman, you start worrying about him now. I think you panic after next game. Okay. All right, next game, um, another very close, very good game. Bengals defeated the Jets 23-22. Um, Andy Dalton, 366 passing yards. Um, looked pretty good. Only had the one touchdown, but um, could have probably been an even better day against a very, very good New York Jets defense. I thought Cincinnati is... Preparing to be one of the contenders in in the AFC. Yep. Yeah, and I, you know, and I'll admit right now I was wrong about the Giovanni Bernard. I thought he would have a much better game than Jeremy Hill here. Uh, they were going to use him a lot in the passing game. They just didn't. Giovanni Bernard only had two receptions against the Jets defense. Um, and you know who they did use in the passing game? Who? AJ fucking Green. Yeah. Twelve yeah. catches for a hundred and eighty yards and a touch. Um, I kind of think that's exactly what you need to expect until uh, until Eifert comes back. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It looked um, really good, and there's there's just there's nobody on the other side of the field yet. Brandon LaFell did have 91 yards on four catches, um, and Boyd had two catches for 24, but um, yeah. 13 targets for AJ yeah. Green, um, and he hauled in 12 of them. He was he was great, phenomenal. Yeah. yeah Jeremy did. Hill did get that one touchdown, um, only nine carries, 31 yards. They were. They were held in check very much, but he still got you that touchdown to salvage the day, which is kind of exactly what I thought his day would look like. Yep, yep. On the Jets side, uh, the I guess the big thing for me was Matt Forte leading the backfield in such a dominating manner. All the uh, work. Tw- yeah, yeah, 22 carries compared to Bilal Powell's four. Um, I, I thought Bilal Powell would stick in a little bit more work than that, so great news for Forte owners. Um, That's a, I'm going to call him my bad on that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he looked good. Uh, he looked better than Adrian Peterson. Uh, he also had five catches for almost 60 yards. Um, so uh, Against yeah, a pretty he's, good he's defense. Gonna I, yep. He's going to be utilized heavy. Um, that's about all I talk about with New York. I mean, everything else is what you expected. Are you worried at all about Marshall or Decker? Uh, no, no, I'm not. I mean, Decker had a touchdown. Um, of course, only on two catches. But uh, no, I, I think, no, I'm not worried. You? No, I... You know, Fitzpatrick kind of spread out the targets. Quincy and Nunwa getting eight targets. I actually ranked this guy, so I feel just going (laughs) to suck my own dick for a second. Suck on my own dick. (laughs) (laughs) Now you need to put that one at the start of the episode this time. Um, Let's talk about the the Raiders and uh, the Saints. That was a crazy, crazy game. The Raiders winning uh, by going to two-point conversion the end of the game to, to win it and not to tie it with a extra point so that was cool that took some balls yeah it all did. right yeah, it did. It did. that uh that is the definition of having some balls all right so i'm, I'm gonna go through here really quick and uh i'll tell you who was awesome uh willie sneed 100 <laughs> was awesome Sneed 172 yards on nine receptions brandon cooks 143 yards on six receptions michael thomas the third guy still had 58 uh 58 yards on six receptions. This is a super awesome passing team. Uh, Mark Ingram didn't do anything special. He had 58 yards on 12 carries. Um, I expect him to be a little more involved in the passing game. He only caught two receptions for 30 yards this game. I expect that to probably uh, go up in his favor. Uh, Kobe Fleener sucked. Um, I don't know what we're going to see out of Kobe Fleener this year. What are you thinking? One catch for six yards. That's not good, man. Nope. That's not good. He had four (laughs) targets, so... Okay, but you know, oh, and breeze through the ball what 40, 42 times to have yeah. uh, to have four targets is uh, yeah. not too good. Yeah, and oh, not to mention Drew Brees had four hundred twenty-three passing yards. Yeah. Um, just one little quick side note: C.J. Spiller was cut Tuesday afternoon, so um, a little bit less worry if you're worried at all about that for Ingram owners. Yeah. Yeah, um, you shouldn't have been, but shouldn't know, have been. I, I'm going to continue to say, um, 
I need to continue to move Snead up. And there's always, I always feel like, where can I put this guy? But he's starting to really emerge as a guy that needs more recognition. Yeah, 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 he does. Um, on the other side of the ball, uh, Latavius Murray is kind of, I think, in that same range with Jeremy Hill and DeMarco Murray. Uh, he had 14 carries for 59 yards. He got into the end zone, which was great. Right. Um, and then and Derek Carr didn't do too bad. He had 319 yards and only one touchdown, but uh, he passed it efficiently. Um, Crabtree had nine targets. Amari Cooper had 11. Um, Mark Cooper, of course, coming ahead on the yardage with 137 yards. Right. The only the only reception touchdown was Seth Roberts. Uh, is he anything to look at this this week? One, the only thing I want to say here is I think the gap between Cooper and Crabtree is not as wide no. as people made it seem in the off season. I mean, I I still think Cooper's the better receiver um, at this point, uh, but Crabtree has a ton of value in that offense. Yeah, and Derek Carr, Derek Carr has has shown that he's continued to improve as a quarterback. Yeah, uh, going on to the next game, Kansas City and San Diego. Kansas City came up on top, thirty-three to twenty-seven. Amazing uh, game, thirty in overtime, a twenty-one yeah. point deficit comeback and win yeah. that game. It was awesome. Yeah, you know who the leading uh, uh, carrier was for San Diego? Uh, Danny Woodhead. Yeah, Danny Woodhead with 16 carries, out-carried Melvin Gordon by two, although Melvin did get into the end zone twice. This is uh, scary for Melvin Gordon personally. Right. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, yeah, he got into the end zone and saved his, his day, but given the fact that he had less carries than Danny Woodhead, less yardage, le- yes, less yards per carry, and less receiving yards, um, it's all around bad news for Melvin Gordon. I would, I would uh, sell high right now. Really? Um, okay, so let's say you're looking at Melvin Gordon's numbers without the touchdowns. 14 carries for 57 yards, 4.1 yards carry. You would be you'd be out? You'd be worried about him? Uh, yeah, I would be worried about him for sure. I don't, well, okay, I guess compared to his, you know, inflated stats at the end of the day, it's inflated his fantasy points, I mean, in, in most in most leagues, you're looking at an extra 12 points for those two touchdowns, right? Right. Um, I think that I think it's inflated. I think it's deceiving. Yeah. Uh, to say and didn't you know, catch from... any passes, so that that does worry me a little bit there. Um, Gates got pretty much shut down. Yeah. Um, kind of was expected, and unfortunately, I had to roll him out there. So Keep let's yeah. So my voice is getting progressively sadder as we're talking about more and more sad things. Yeah. Keenan Allen out for the season, torn ACL. I am so glad I did not make any of those trades that I tried to make for Keenan Allen, um, yeah. which mostly got shut down because everybody doesn't want to trade before week one. Yeah. Um, uh, so so boost for Travis Benjamin and Tyrell Williams is expected to increase his workload. Uh, do you like Travis Benjamin moving forward? I do, actually. I, yeah. I don't think he takes a tremendous – like I don't think he's Keenan Allen now, and I right. don't think – I think this offense as a whole is going to be tremendously hurt. Um, the guy that I think does get the two guys that I do think get bumps the most are Woodhead and Gates, um, but I do think that Travis Benjamin is a bene- is somewhat of a beneficiary because yeah. of this. Yeah, I mean Travis Benjamin in the day with eight targets. Waiver wire ad for you if he's not if he's not picked up in your league. For sure, for sure. All right, other yeah. side of the ball, Alex Smith with forty eight pass attempts for three hundred and sixty three yards and two touchdowns. Um, one of them going to also a rushing touchdown. I forgot to add that in there. So yeah. all around, very nice day for Alex Smith. Um, Is you know, Alex Smith worth adding if uh, if I have Tyrod Taylor right now? Yeah, if you have Tyler Taylor or our listener has Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> okay, hypothetical of a listener has Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> you know, there's still there's still other options that I would kind of rather have. Yeah. Matthew Stafford's still out there in a ton of leagues. I kind of Is am he? still kind of perplexed about that. He's he's a he's been a big ad, and we'll get to that um, when we talk about his game. But he's still out there. I think in more than half of leagues, right. which is astonishing to me. Yeah, um, but that just speaks to the depth of quarterback. I would also consider adding Matt Ryan, who had a very nice day, um, even though you know the rushing did not have a nice day. But um, yeah. speaking right. of people that had a nice day, Spencer Ware. Yeah. 
70 yards on the ground and a touchdown and 129 yards receiving on seven catches. Yeah. Um, Kelsey and Macklin looked okay, pretty much yeah. what you would expect from them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, very worthy starts going forward. So not much else to talk about there. Kansas Correct. City as a whole showed a lot of fortitude in, in coming back and, and looked pretty good. Keep wearing starting <laughs> until Jamal Charles is completely healthy. Even if Jamal Charles comes back week three, I don't think he's going to come back week two. Even if he comes back week three, um, they definitely still split the carries probably in Ware's favor. So we might be looking at maybe, you know, till week four till, you know, we see more Jamal Charles. We'll if, if you can sell high on Ware, I would, but he definitely has value for, yep. he has a tremendous value for the next two or three weeks, in my opinion. Um, he's probably going to start probably in the next two weeks, right? He's definitely going to start this week. Um, and going forward, he's probably still going to get a healthy amount of carries even when Charles does come back. Yep. All right, let's talk about Lions and Colts. What a what a fucking great fantasy game. Yeah. Is all I got to uh, say. Yeah, Matthew Stafford 340 yards. He only threw uh, eight incompletions. Yeah. Uh 340 yards, three touchdowns. Uh Amir Abdullah had 63 on the ground uh, as well as 57 in the air. Right. Um, both Marvin, both running backs for the for the Lions looked very good. Yeah, I think you can own both of them. I don't know if I would be ballsy enough to start both of them, but I right. think both have value. Yeah, Riddick with five catches for 63 yards and a touchdown, along with 45 yards rushing. Um, <coughs> Marvin Jones didn't get in the end zone, but he did have 85 yards, leading rusher or leading pass catcher in yardage for the Lions. Yep, and uh, 10 targets, which is probably what made me feel very comfortable. I think he's definitely, and I don't know if this is just overreacting or because I own him in every single one of my leagues. Um, he's Calvin Johnson light. Just based on volume, not on talent, yeah. not on talent, yeah. Yeah. but based on volume and what we're going to see, yeah. probably not the touchdowns. Touchdowns might, you know, go, you know, you know, running back passes or, you know, the tight end Ebron or whatever he's going to get. Marvin Jones will get his touchdowns. He does. He has shown that he has that ability in the past. But um, right. as far as targets, I like him a lot this season. Yep. Uh, going to, down to Andrew Luck, another uh, quarterback who had a great game, 385 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, let, let's see, Philip Dorsett, I think, surprised a lot of people. The four receptions, 94 yards. And Dante Moncrief, my boy, uh, he got the touchdown. Um, I do I do want to mention, though, even though Moncrief got the touchdown and, and outscored Hilton, Hilton had 12 targets. Yep. Definitely, yep. definitely um, Andrew mm-hmm. Luck's favorite target in this game. But yep. only came down with six for 79. Didn't get into the end zone, but still had a very, um, very decent game. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, yeah, I could think that's all. Uh, By the way, all really- Frank Gore doesn't have a hand- handcuff right now. Um, Turbin and Ferguson each only had one carry, 14 carries for Gore. Uh, for 59 yards, um, he's a guy that I'm never going to feel comfortable starting, but he's going to be out there. There will be weeks that he scores, and there will be yep. weeks that he doesn't. And right. whether or not he's valuable depends on whether he gets that touchdown. Right. All right, let's talk about the Giants and Cowboys. I do not have that one pulled up yet. Sorry, give me one second. I got to get going, so let's try to get this done. My like shit quick. is lagging. We have four more games, so let's well, try to lot. read up. Okay. <clears throat> Giants at Cowboys. Um, thought Eli Manning got, looked good. Three touchdowns. Incredible time of possession in this game for the Cowboys. So um, they didn't necessarily have the ability to throw that much. 28 passes only for 207 yards. Um, Beckham got his, you know, as much as he could, 73 yards, but no touchdown. Those went to Sterling Shepard, Victor Cruz, the return of Cruz, who caught um, all four of his targets for 34 yards and a touchdown. So we got to see a little bit of salsa. And uh, Larry Deneau, who caught uh, a touchdown, is only receiving his only reception for the game. But, uh, you know, tight ends, there's not really anybody here worth the own, right? No, no, not at all. All right. Yeah, Victor Cruz, was nice, but, yeah. is he worth Victor. an add to you or not really? No, if I'm desperate and really needed a wide receiver to fill my bench, maybe, but I don't see much of it. I mean, it's going to be Odell Beckham and, and Sterling Shepard, um, mostly Odell Beckham. I um, think, in my opinion, it's going to be Odell Beckham and kind of a, a split between Cruz and Shepard. I think Cruz is going to cut in to Shepard's time more than maybe we expected. By the end of the year, maybe Shepard has a ton of value, but... Right now, I think um, they're still trying to work Cruz back, right. and he's still going to get his his 
you know, his few catches every game. Yeah. Rashad Jennings, the you know, running back for the Giants, did okay. Uh, he had 18 carries for 75 yards. Uh, didn't get in the end zone, but uh, I expect him to get in the end zone and, and be, you know, a, a nice, you know, 50, 60, 70-yarder with, with a touchdown type of guy. I thought he was – I think he's a very viable option right now, and he got yeah. almost all of the work. Even though Vereen looked pretty good um, on his uh, few amount of carries, but yeah. Rashad Jennings definitely worth owning. On the other side of the ball, Dak Prescott looked okay, right? You know, not anything incredible. 227 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. He was – at the very least, you know, kept his team in the game. Um, not too much I want to say about Prescott, really. I, he's not really worth owning for me right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, Ezekiel, what was that? Can you say his name again, please? No, I hate saying his name. Let's just move on. It's like you're purposely mumbling his name. <laughs> uh, 20, carry, 20 carries for 50 yards and a touchdown. He's got saved by the touchdown. Right. He, the way you described you, him to me this weekend is exactly the way you need to say it on air. And you don't fucking remember. I have no clue. All right. You told me he looks like a rookie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he does. He does. He ran the ball like a rookie, and uh, he, he didn't play like a superstar that we were all hoping. We'll see the next couple of games, but against this Giants defense, I would expect a little more than 50 yards at 20 carries. Yeah, it's not a great defense, so. No. Um, a little disappointed, but he did save the day with a touchdown, like you said. Yeah. So, um, uh, keep, Cole keep Beasley on. and Jason Witten. Yeah, yeah. I have my eye on Cole Beasley. Um, he could be sneaky, you know, moving forward. You know, like this year's Terrence Williams was a couple years ago for Tony Romo. Uh, I think Cole Beasley could be a little sneaky here. Quick, uh, quick shout out to our writer um, yeah. for his dumpster diving article. Um, so, quick shout out to Philip. Yeah. Was it Philip? Yeah, Phil. Uh, yeah, Philip Caldwell. I feel like an idiot. Hold on. Let me do that again, please. Okay. Was it Philip? Yeah. You're sure? Or we can move on. Let's uh, Don't even say it. Let's just move on. We don't have time. Let's go. Fine. Uh, are you concerned at all about Des Bryant? Uh, a little concerned, yeah. I mean, given the fact that, you know, looking at the, you know, he had only five targets. Um, it, it was like, Dak, I don't know if Dak Prescott wasn't, you know, looking down the field. He wasn't open enough. Uh, you know, I mean, Dak Prescott didn't have the, doesn't have the, uh, I guess, the go-ahead to launch the ball. You know, he was playing pretty conservative, you know, checking it down midfield to Cole Beasley and, and uh, Jason Witten. Um, so that's how they got all their targets. I'm not, I'm not like crazy concerned. Um, but then again, I had him uh, ranked as a RB, I mean, as a wide receiver too for this week um yeah. so that's kind of how i expected it obviously he ends up a lot lower than that but um he could have had a touchdown in the end zone and unfortunately bobbled it a little bit so that didn't um count for him but yeah. um, ended up with eight yards eight yards not a great day but i'm not i'm not as worried as i am about other players all right let's talk about the uh the patriots and cardinals the sunday night game um, surprising victory here for the Patriots. I don't know how the fuck they do it. Honestly, it, it's like <laughs> the Patriots just will throw out random white guys that you've never heard of yeah. and win, right? Yeah. I don't yeah. get it, you know? Like, I really don't. But yeah. something about the way they prepare for their games and cheat to do so, I probably <laughs> am getting over a little over my head on this one. But... Um, I would yeah, not I mean, be surprised. Would you be surprised if two years down the road we hear some other scandal about <laughs> yeah, the Patriots probably. cheating to yeah. win this game? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Legarrette Blunt had 22 carries for seven, uh, 70 yards and a touchdown. Um, pretty solid game for Legarrette Blunt. Uh, not a lot of expectations coming into the season, um, but uh, I, I think he could be pretty viable uh, at least for the next, you know, four or five, six weeks. Don't you think? Yep, Edelman still got his targets. Um, I, you know, as far as Blunt, I just want to – I'm sorry because I, I breezed by it too quickly. Lots of work for him, and I, I think so long as uh, Deion Lewis is not in this offense, Blunt is going to get a ton of work. Yeah, yeah. James White wasn't involved as much as I thought he was. He had only one carry, which is expected, but uh, five receptions for 40 yards. Yeah, he had his five catchers. I thought he was yeah. just fine. Yeah, um, yeah. On the other side of the ball, David Johnson was kind of exactly what we thought he would be. Yep. Um, 16 carries, 89 yards, and a touchdown rushing he also added on top of that another four catches for 43 yards i, I thought he looked great 5.6 yep. yards a carry yeah chris johnson obviously not a threat at all yeah uh, one carry but, for two yards 
Yep. Uh, I think we're all happy for Larry Fitzgerald coming up with two touchdowns, 81 yards on eight receptions. Gives Clearly, him 100 career touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. Clearly the uh, – well, at least this game, clearly the number one guy, right? I right. mean, And I think this – I mean, I, I kind of said this before. I expect him to be the one for the beginning of the season. I kind of feel like exactly kind of what you saw last year to a lesser degree. I don't expect him to be – a monster top five for the start of the season, um, although he did kind of show that this week. Um, but I expect him to be the one for the start of the season. Um, and so long as the three guys are all healthy, I think he's the best option out of the three for now. Yep. But I ranked yep. him back-to-back with Michael Floyd. Michael Floyd also had seven targets but only came down with three of them. So, right. John Brown was not involved in this game at all. Worried about him at all? Uh, not yet. Not yet. I think uh, I think kind of what you were saying a little bit. I think Fitzgerald's targets go down a little bit. I think it was a lot of situation uh, situational uh, him getting those two touchdowns. Um, I think I think you know it, it evens out by it evens out in a couple weeks. All right. So final two games: Monday Night Football, Redskins versus Steelers. Steelers took it to the Redskins, thirty-eight to sixteen. Yeah. Um, pretty much. <laughs> Kind of remember what I said about the Steelers versus the Redskins no. on Friday. I told you start all your Steelers. You know, yeah. start D'Angelo, start Antonio, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I also said, you know, start Eli Rogers, even or uh, Marcus Wheaton, who obviously was a scratch um, with his injury. We'll see if he's going to play this week. But yeah. um, everybody was a viable option. D'Angelo, who you called me out for having him too high, was. I said it was bold, but it was good. He was amazing, man. 26 yeah, carries for 143 yards and two touchdowns. Adding yep. on top of that, another six catches. Um, very, very good. Antonio Brown showed us all how to twerk with his two touchdowns. Yep. And Eli Rogers, um, worth a pickup for you? Yeah, he's definitely worth a look. Um, <coughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I think he's worth a look so long as Wheaton's out. And yep. by all reports, he may or may not miss one more week. So, in terms of how I would rank Rodgers, I'd probably have him behind some of the other guys that we've mentioned before. So, um, you know, I'd kind of rather have some other waiver wire options um, over over Rodgers. But if you're in a deeper league or you're in a, a league that a lot of guys are already gone, he's an option. Yeah. Other um, side of the I, ball? I, I just want to mention really quick, Jesse James. Um, I was pretty high on him going into the game. Uh, he only had five receptions for 31 yards, but... I think it's something to keep a really close eye on. I think he's going to be more and more involved. He ran a lot of passing routes right. um, uh, for the during the game, and uh, I think he could be heavily involved given the game situations and the defense and what the defense plays. Right. I think he can be involved. He dropped a uh, – not really dropped. It was kind of a bad throw by Ben. Um, could have had a touchdown there. Yep. I mean, seven targets, and Big Ben didn't exactly throw the ball a ton, only threw the ball 37 times. So yeah. I thought yeah. he got a healthy amount of targets, um, just didn't necessarily have the production that you expect with it. So – yeah. Um, but he was he he could have had a much better day, but he didn't. Yeah. Kirk Cousins sucks. Uh, he did have 329 yards, but yeah, two interceptions, completely his fault. Uh, no touchdowns. Uh, Matt Jones sucked. Yeah, you like that? You like that? <laughs> yeah, I, I, the defense has to be screaming it to him every time something like that happens, right? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I would do that. I don't know. Right. I don't know if the defense is doing that, but I would totally be that guy. <laughs> the the Redskins have nothing to look at as far as running. Uh, definitely not Matt Jones. Chris Thompson looked okay in the times that he actually got the ball. I mean, he had a, uh, you know, he averaged over five yards a carry. Um, but the receiving, it's uh, Deshaun Jackson, Jordan Reed, right? I mean, everybody else is going to kind of get the crumbs that fall out from, from both those guys. That's exactly it. Although, I do want to mention Jamison Crowder, 10 targets. Yeah. But I think that has a lot to do with the Redskins needing to throw the ball a little bit more than – yeah, they would want to. I mean, they only had twelve total team carries, only seven carries for Matt Jones. Um, so, you know, this might be something that happens with the Redskins. Um, their defense is probably even worse than last year, even with the addition of fuckface, yeah. whose name I forgot, Josh Norman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm really from- bad with names for a person that has to talk <laughs> about names. So the uh, the last one here. Uh, don't worry about defenses. it. Don't worry about it. We don't need to talk about this one. 49ers Rams. Carlos Hyde looked good on his first game. 88 yards, two touchdowns. Did he, though? Did he look good, though? 
no, no, he didn't. But at least he's getting the end zone. He's getting opportunity at least. Um, a lot of our running backs in the league aren't getting those opportunities. Blaine Gabbert wasn't great. He actually, he wasn't really good. Um, I guess he managed enough to win the game, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, 4.9 yards of pass attempt. Uh, no, 4.9 yards a completion is not very good. Yeah. Um, no, it was per attempt. I'm sorry. Right, the first time. Yeah, um, not very not very good, but um, it was enough to get the win. A very, pretty decisive win. I, I, I don't think they needed to air it out a ton. Um, Jeremy Curley seems to be the guy that's emerging as the one for as much as you might want a one on this offense. Um, no, you don't. You don't. We can move on from he, any any wide receivers on the 49ers. I wouldn't say I don't. Um, I think it will have value at some point in the season. Okay. If he Stat. truly emerges as the one in this offense, it will have value. Okay. All right, going over to L.A. What that um, value is, a low-end wide receiver three? Yeah, probably. What happened? No, you're right. I can't, I can't fucking hear you, dude. You're cutting out. Can you out. hear me? Yeah, your your internet shitting on on you. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I hear you now. All right. Okay. All right. Well, let's go over to L.A. Uh, really, the main guy to talk about here is Todd Gurley. He had 17 carries for only 47 yards, less than three yards per attempt. Uh, San Francisco seemed to have his number and, and stopped him and did what they needed to do to stop the the Rams. Right. I mean, that's going to be the mo for everybody playing the Rams. Stop Todd Gurley. Right. And uh, unfortunately, um, if they can't figure out their quarterback situation. He's going to see a lot of eight-man boxes. Yep. And um, yep. 2.8 yards per carry is not going to get it done. And I'm he's one of the guys I'm a little bit worried about yeah. right now. Maybe, if we're maybe talking, had an Adrian Peterson-like game. So we'll, yeah. we'll see what happens. Maybe they – I mean, these are NFL, you know, teams. They can, you know, adjust and change the way that they uh, they run the ball maybe. Yep. Um, you know, uh, Tavon Austin had 12 targets, only four receptions and 13 yards off those 12 targets. A lot of screen passing, a lot of incomplete, uh, short short uh, short routes, and Kenny Britt um, was the leading receiver, sixty seven yards. Of course, like we said, L.A. had a big donut, so uh, yeah, no touchdowns for Kenny Britt, but he did have sixty seven yards. Yep, that's gonna wrap up our recap for this first week one. I think you know it's probably one of the more important week recaps because we are starting to see. A lot of trends in week one that you don't necessarily have a full affirmation about during the offseason. But um, um, one thing I want to note, guys, we're dropping two episodes for you guys today. So go ahead and check that out. That next one should be up later on today um, so you guys can get caught up on all the fantasy news and everything you need. That's going to be with our co-hosts. Probably won't be as good. Armando and Richard. So, yeah. unfortunately, you got to listen to that one. But uh, sorry. <laughs> Tweet at them and tell them that our podcast, our uh, our episode was better. Let's not do that again. <laughs> I won that okay. vote, by the way. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed. Uh, it's just a quick recap, just to kind of get you up to speed before week two. Hope it helps. Send us your questions at Eat Sleep FF on Twitter or head on to our website eatsleepfantasy.com and hit on the submit a question button if you want to participate in hashtag eat nation for a chance at some prizes ESF teacher or whatever submit a review on iTunes and tweet us the a review at eatsleepff on Twitter and um, do it with hashtag eat nation so that we can see those submissions and somebody from there will be selected for prizes so hashtag eat nation um, you know, for Dale, Dale underscore fantasy on Twitter for me, Christian Brito, you can find me at C Brito fantasy. Anything you want to add Dale? Nope. That's it. Thanks for listening guys. All right. Later. Yeah. We take that town. Then we take that town.